visiting with our Shap of the Week, Jake Ramus. And let's go ahead and start right there. It's Ramus like famous, but it's spelled Ramos. Can you kind of help me out? Is that just a Southern California thing? Or is it, hey, this is my name, but I want you to pronounce it like this. Where did the name pronunciation come about? I honestly have no clue how to pronounce my last name. So no matter what, I won't get offended by anything you say. So it's Ramos, but it's pronounced Ramos. We're going to keep it with Ramos because that's what your mom told me and whatever mom says goes, right? (laughs) Yes, sir. That's how it is. If if she says it, then that's what it is. (laughs) So Jake, you look at what you were able to do last week. Seven catches, 96 yards, a touchdown, just being involved in that game on a number of different levels. Let's go ahead and talk about the downfield blocking on screen passes because in that last 30 seconds, you know, as Coach Dodge is kind of evaluating that play and talking about it, you know, they were going to double all of our receivers. Nobody was going to be open. The only real option we had was to go underneath, but it comes down to the blocking ability of not only the offensive lineman getting out in front on that play, but also you guys of getting down the field and making sure that everybody got picked up so that that explosive play could happen to set up Gabo. So our our receiver coach, uh, Coach Rogers, he preaches to block every single play as hard as you can. And we knew that that was the play to, to win the game for us. If we, got, if we got our blocks down, then, I mean, we had a chance to win it. And so we put everything that we could in that, and uh, we set it up for Gabo, and he kicked it right through the uprights. Explain to everybody, or at least try to describe the mood on the sideline as Vandegrift goes into the end zone, scores, goes up by one, 31 seconds, two timeouts, and you guys are out there kind of on an island saying, okay, this is where we need to get. Well, initially we were in shock because it was, what, fourth and 25, and they throw a Hail Mary and pray that they catch it, and which they did, and we were all shocked, but we've been doubted. We've been doubted all season, and we thought that out of all teams in our district, we're the team that's able to have this comeback. We believed in ourselves, and the coaches believed in us. The whole sideline believed in us, and we really just put it all out there, and what you saw what happened at the end. Coach tells me about these pressure situations that you guys put your kicking unit in during practice. It is almost a little spooky, downright spooky, that it was a 40-yard field goal. And Dodge was talking about how at the end of practice, Gabo has a chance to either end the practice with no sprints or everybody gets to get on the line and start sprinting again. It's that kind of a unique pressure situation where at least the guys aren't going to have to sprint after this if I miss it. So so all the pressure was really off because he had done it so many times before. It's funny because we always talked about it and we were like, why does he do this? Like, why does he make him kick it to do sprints? And when if he misses one, we get really mad. But the nice thing is he's a great kicker and he doesn't miss. He hardly misses ever. So we realized after this game, this that's why we do it. Because, I mean, that was all the pressure in the world on him. And it, it seemed like it was just he was going through the motions with it because he just was so used to all the pressure on him when we're doing sprints because we don't want to run more sprints. And it's just it was second nature to him, it seemed like. Take me through the psychology of dealing with the aftermath of your ejection a week before in the homecoming game and then having to come right back and playing such a pivotal role. And I know that you've you've paid your due and that's all that matters. But at the end of the day, did it humble you a little bit? And what was it like coming off that and immediately going back into your starting position and being successful so quickly? This whole season, I thought I just haven't played as well as I, I should be. And I honestly, I'm, I'm still super upset that I was that I made the decision of hitting the guy back and getting ejected it was it was awful um and the fact that my coaches believed in me and put me back in the starting role through to me to start off the game I mean I couldn't thank them enough because they really brought back confidence for me and hopefully we'll keep my season going 
from the outside looking in, and I'm sure you had a chance to digest this during film last week in preparation for Vandegrift, but the same type of confidence that they kind of gave to Michael. They threw him the ball immediately. Look, we're throwing him to the Wolves. He's in the game. We didn't expect him to play so quickly, and we got to get him some confidence. It's that same type of coaching mentality that carries through the roster, whether you're you know, a senior returning starter or whether you're the new guy on the varsity. Mike is a great player, and I mean, this season he's going to be playing a lot too, but I'm so glad that he played well after I got ejected because he needed more confidence, and he showed how good he is, and I'm just, uh, I was just proud of him. Being thrilled to be a leader and actually taking on that role are two different things, and if there is one weakness that we noticed coming into the season is that it's a lack of experience in the receiving core. you got a lot of young guys, two sophomores, a junior, a senior, and, and you have a first-year senior with Tate Young. From a leadership standpoint, how do you think that you've approached it through fall camp and into the season for the first five weeks? Well, last season I was a young pup, and I didn't know much about the speed of the game, and it's it's hard to get used to, but Boykin played the was the leader of our receiving core, and he really helped me get through that, and I've just been preaching everything that he preached to me trying to give as much confidence to all the young younger kids and they're they're starting to evolve and they're starting to get better and better and Mason had a great game um Jackson a, a really good athlete really good player and I mean you guys have seen Tate he is he's phenomenal he is a speedster for this being his first year playing receiver he's been doing really well and I I can't wait to see what the finished project product is for this team and for the receivers it's funny to hear what Coach Dodge calls as a work in progress because he knows he's got a work in progress with Taylor and he's got a work in progress with all four receivers. And I know that privately he said, look, guys, at some point somebody's going to play really well against us. Up front, they're going to stop Nakia. They're going to they're gonna get the attention of our offensive line and we're not going to be as successful. And he even said, we're not going to get eight yards on first down when we run the ball. But that's when you guys get an opportunity to step up. What's the mindset you know, day in and day out when you guys are working hard because if there's one thing that coach Dodge has said in almost every conversation we've had about this club this year is that the receivers core works so hard every single day it's we can't let any days pass us with these practices because I mean we're young we got to show everyone how good we are and we haven't been doing that so when you said Nakia's going to get stopped we didn't think that was going to be against Vandergrift but it was I mean he still did amazing but they did a lot better than we thought they did at, at the point of attack on the line when we started seeing that happen we were like all right it's go time it's time to show what we got show what we've been doing in practice every single day and we've been working our tails off and it and we sh- and we showed how good we are the relationship between receiver and quarterback is something that we hear about all the time at every single level especially the NFL level you know I know that you guys got a visit from you know Danny Amendola over the summer and we visited with Stephen Kreider about that and just what it takes even if you don't have the height the talent the weight the speed the work ethic if it's there and you're successful somebody's going to notice somebody's going to have an opportunity to say hey this kid can play and you're looking across at Danny Amendola and you're like hey man I'm taller than you I'm probably faster than you you know I just got to as much opportunity with being in the Westlake program as you did. What did that moment and that meeting and that experience do for you personally? Like you said, he's not the tallest, he's not the fastest, but his work ethic is absolutely crazy. Um, his routes, I've been preaching this to everyone, is to all the receivers, it's that routes are what matter. It's not your athletic ability, it's routes, because you can deceive corners with one head fake and you'll beat them. Seeing his stature and everything about him and knowing that you can make it and knowing that there's endless possibilities no matter how you look how tall you are like it's it's great to see and it's it gives us hope what have you done 
and I don't want to say differently, but what have you done that has made the improvement ultimately in your mind from junior year to senior year? Taylor was young, and him and I weren't connecting at first, and it's just we threw together almost every day over the summer. I knew I had to step up. He knew he had to step up, and we just kept throwing every single day, giving each other confidence, and it's definitely shown. Taylor is he's doing amazing right now. I mean, he threw this. He threw one ball to Tate on the run. It was a bomb, and it's one of the best throws I've ever seen in my whole life, and I'm, I've never been so proud of a quarterback my whole life. He gives the whole team confidence, He's and I'm really proud of him. But stepping up my game, um, I've just been working out every single day. I mean, I've been trying to get faster. I've been trying to... Uh, make my routes perfect but my routes will never be perfect but I'm going to try to make them as uh, good as I can and going against Keaton Jones who is the chap of the week he makes me so much better let me tell you he is he's probably the best corner I've ever gone against and I just love going up against him because it's every single time it's a rivalry and he makes me better and I make him better. I always like to ask offensive guys what they think of the defense and I find it really interesting that the defense's main goal is to get off the field so that the offense get the ball back is there not stop them get the ball back for us it's a really unique perspective that Tony Salazar brings but I'm always interested in what offensive guys think of the defense your thoughts our defense is absurd like we I think we have the best defense in the state honestly it's funny because we we score on a drive and it's right away it's time for us to go um go back out so we got to be ready every time because and now we're acclimated to it because of how good they are and how many stops they get every game we're just ready to go back in and I've we have a great defensive unit right now that I'm excited for so when you stand across in practice or when you're watching in a game who jumps out to you first as far as your perspective as a receiver like I know you said Keaton Jones but there's got to be somebody on that side of the ball that that might scare you a little bit yeah I mean Keaton's closest to me too because he's closest to the sideline but uh (laughs) so I'm always just watching him I'm screaming his name jumping up and down I love watching our safeties too I mean they've been laying the boom they've been making great plays our linebackers Jake Ellinger is really young and he's he's really filling in the role that uh Levi left last year and you know David Dickerson he's he's a monster. Our defensive line is what I'm most proud of or most excited for because they make plays constantly. They destroyed the quarterback last week. Every single play he was getting pressured. Final thought, Jake. Every routine is different for every player. How does Jake Ramos get ready for a football game? Well, this week is a little different. I'm the most superstitious person you could ever meet in your whole life. I mean, all my teammates say it. Unfortunately, it's just a thing that I've had my whole life. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. As a baseball player, there is absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with that. With my superstition, I was like, I haven't been playing well, so I just thought, screw this, and I I changed everything up, everything that I've done. I usually start dancing around and stuff during pregame, but I got serious. The whole pregame, I was as serious as I've ever been in my whole life, and it really showed because I was more serious than I've ever been through the game, too, and so I'm going to keep it that way. It's funny what happens when you get locked in and you said, okay, I'm going to change things up a little bit. And then all of a sudden, seven catches, 96 yards, a score, and now you're going to be like that the rest of the year until something else derails that plan. Jake, thanks so much for taking the time. We appreciate it, and good luck the rest of the way. Thank you.